Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode nine of From the Hive, the newest and best podcast series here on KALA. Quick disclaimer before we get going. This podcast was recorded at the studios of KALA-FM, St. Ambrose University. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KALA Radio or St. Ambrose University. And with that, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody listening. I am Ryan Schistel, joined by Sierra Mari, Abby Varkalis, and Anna Vary. As always, we have two questions of the day to start. Uh, this is the first one that I have been debating with people, especially my friends from back home, for multiple days now. Is it too early or is it a good time to put decorations up for Christmas? Because I know people who have fully decked out their apartments in Christmas stuff. I know the topic of when to put decorations up is really controversial. But in my opinion, I think after Thanksgiving is a good time to put up decorations for Christmas. I think before Thanksgiving is just way too early. I feel like we should definitely appreciate Halloween more and Thanksgiving. I agree with that because it's kind of warm right now. It's like 68 or something. So I feel like, I mean, I know a lot of people that still put up their decorations and everything now, but I just feel like it's way too warm. I don't want to look at it yet. Like wait till after Thanksgiving and then, or during. Yeah, I definitely like, I think the perfect time is like the day after Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving yeah. happens and then the day after you like put up all your decorations, you know, do all the things. But like this year I've been like, I don't know if it's because of all the TikToks I've been seeing or the mm. Instagram things I've been seeing. But like I just want to get like Christmas pajamas out and like Christmas blankets and like put up yes. a few decor things. Like not not the full blown like all Christmas out, but like, you know, just a little touch of some stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's just because like it brings me so much joy and yeah, I don't what know. Have your roommates been saying, Ryan? What's the debate? So my roommates and I haven't talked about it. Just like friends from back home that have done it, and like they've got Christmas trees up and stuff like that already. Mm-hmm. I said it's like it should be a crime to have stuff up before Thanksgiving. Never mind the fact I think you should be putting Christmas stuff up a week and a half to two weeks before Christmas. Oh, like I go, I wait that late. Probably no. because I'm the one that has to get everything down from, like, the attic in my garage at my house. So, like, that gets annoying for me. But I don't know. I, I think it goes up a week and a half to two weeks before Christmas, and then it's taken down at New Year's. Like, I am not a big keep everything Christmas up. Some people keep decorations up to, like, February. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I at know the that. hospital we have a Christmas tree on our floor that just gets decorated for each holiday. So like it has 4th of July stuff for 4th of July and then it had like some pumpkiny like Halloween spooky yeah. things for Halloween and I think they've just now put like some leaves on it for fall and like Thanksgiving. That's cute. See, okay, but like I'm fine with that if you're decorating it for all the holidays, but like if you're one of those people that just like keeps a Christmas tree up and it's only Christmas for like months at a time, I I don't get it. Honestly, when I'm older and I'm living in my penthouse, I don't really think I am going to be decorating that much. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just a lot of work and a lot of storage. Where am I going to put all that stuff? And a Christmas tree? Like, no, I'd rather go home during that time. Well, and see, I think another thing for me, though, is, like, my birthday is right in the beginning of January. So it's, like... I don't want to be waking up and looking at Christmas stuff on my birthday anymore. Like, I'm, I'm done with it at that point. Yeah. What did Christmas do to you? Nothing. Like like Christmas. You're the Grinch. Yeah. Okay, no, I like Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. But, like, 
I don't know. I'm just not a big decorations fan for any holiday, really. What are Fair like enough. the best? I saw this on Instagram yesterday. What are like the best Christmas colors? Do you think? Because I mean, obviously there's red and green, but then there's also gold and red, and like blue and white. I'm gonna say white, white blue, and white. No, light. Uh uh. Light blue. Yeah, like a baby and, blue. And white. Yeah. No. What? See, like the, you know, like the icicle lights that hang mm-hmm. outside people's house. Like those are like a light blue and a white. They're like blinding. Yeah, but <laughs> I kind of like them. I think, like, right now, like, the decor I want to put up in my room right now is, like, the blue and the white. Or, yeah, the blue and the white. But mm. then, like, the day after Thanksgiving, I want red and green full out. Yeah. All of the things. I'm a red and gold type of person. Gold? I love red I, and gold. I will mm-hmm. say, I, I think gold is a very underappreciated Christmas color. It is. Because mm-hmm. on, I honestly think red and green might be a little overhyped. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like. I wonder what like green came from. Like, well, to me, the trees. I I see green. I think St. Patrick's Day. Mm. Like, I don't really think yeah. Christmas. I think the green needs to be like a darker green, not like a because mm-hmm. you see those Christmas colors and they're like neon green, and it's like uh, no thanks. Yeah, I actually red and gold is probably. What is y'all's yeah. favorite holiday? Out of all the holidays, I'm surprised we've never asked this before. Actually. Yeah. Mine is probably a tie for first between St. Patrick's Day mm-hmm. and the 4th of July. I knew you were going to say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so St. Patrick's Day in my neighborhood is huge. So, like, we're all, all my friends in area college, we all come home. Most of the time, some of them are on spring break, so, like, they're already home. But we make it a point to all return home for, like, the parade and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then 4th of July, I, I don't know. Just I like a good barbecue food. So, like, hot dogs, burgers, brats, all that stuff on the grill. I love that kind of stuff. And, like, you know, pools are often open, stuff like that. I have the most nostalgia with Christmas. I'd have to say Christmas is my favorite. Like, when I was younger, I'd had, had like, a little stereo in my room, and I would always play, like, Kids Bop Christmas on. And, like, it just made me so happy. And now I'm just, like, I just associate Christmas with those, like, happy feelings. Mm Mm-hmm. I think for me, I always like growing up, and I think, I don't know. Now I don't know what my favorite holiday is because I feel like I love them all. But, like, growing up, it was definitely Thanksgiving, and that's just because my birthday is on the 25th. So my birthday was either on on Thanksgiving, the day after, like a few days before or whatever. So, I don't know. Thanksgiving has always been fun. And I'm always with family on Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and I eat a ton of amazing good food. Mm -hmm. So can't beat some good food and family. Exactly. I have to agree with that. I love Thanksgiving. Um, I also love Christmas too, but I think the thing with Christmas is the night of Christmas sucks because it's like everything's over and it's not coming back for another year. So I think Thanksgiving is like my favorite because you still have that next holiday coming up. That's like really big. So. You're right. Oh, New Year's. New That's Year's true. is exciting too. Yeah. Um, but Thanksgiving, like everything starts like more decorations go up and everything. And then on the way back home, like after I see my family, it's just really exciting still because I'm like, oh my gosh, Christmas is coming up. It's Christmas season, you know? So I would say Thanksgiving for sure. Next podcast, we'll definitely talk more about Thanksgiving. What's our favorite meal? Like everything like that. Uh, This podcast, we're doing a little bit like happier vibes. Yeah. And before we turn this into a complete 
Christmas episode in the beginning of November. <laughs> We're going to move yeah. to our second question of the day, and that is, if you could make your own stinger, what would you make it? Now, what is a stinger? We have this place called the Beehive in Ambrose Hall, where there's just like a nice lounge for people to hang out. There's like a pool table, ping pong table, stuff like that in the back room. But the Beehive has kind of like a Starbucks type place where you can get sandwiches, stuff like that, coffee. But there's this drink called a Stinger, which is like flavored syrups with energy drink mixed into it. I can't think of, is it Monster we mm, use? Rockstar. It's Rockstar. It's lime flavored Rockstar. Lime? Yeah. So yeah, I didn't see that until yesterday on the screen lime? that presents the flavors and the. So yeah, lime oh. flavored Rockstar, and then like your choice of syrups. So there are a bunch syrup. of options. You mean syrup? Same thing. <laughs> Same exact thing. Nope. Syrup. 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 Oh. Anyways, Anna, what do you say? If say syrup. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I do say both, but I'm more often syrup. saying syrup. I've no. I don't think I say. I don't ever say syrup. I always say syrup. I've never said syrup. Where is this episode going? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, if you could pick any, like, two to three flavors Mm -hmm. to mix and match to make your ideal stinger, what flavors would you choose? Well, to be honest, I kind of already do that. I go up to the register, and I already personalize my drink. I ask for green apple, pineapple, and white chocolate because it Ooh, kind of good. replicates the Grinch, which is one of my favorite <laughs> stingers they have. Hey, oh, and, and I'm the Grinch. Yeah. You are the Grinch. You are. Um, Stealing Christmas. I'm the happiest man at this table. I'm the happiest person at this table. You're the only man at yeah, this table. I'm the happiest person at this table today. <laughs> anyway, the Grinch for Christmas. It's a limited special stinger. <laughs> And it's green apple, pineapple, white chocolate, and peppermint. But peppermint is only available in Christmas time. So mm. I, you know, get it without the peppermint, and it still tastes just as good, and I love it so much. Um, so, yeah, it would be that. And what would I name it? Um, Cece. People, my nickname is Cece in Iowa, and my real name Sierra back at home in Illinois, but... Never forget last year. Singer. When, when Sierra. Singer. Would, <laughs> Singer. Never forget when Sierra would do her segments last year and she would talk about herself in the third person. That was great. I still talk it. about myself in the third person. Uh, Abby, customize your stinger. Um, I would say green apple and caramel. That's it. Ooh. And I love it. Are you shaking your head? <laughs> um, I tried that one the other day, the green apple and caramel one from the, the beehive. It was the Halloween flavor. But it's only those two. It's not the rest of the flavors. Okay. Yeah. I just, it was so sweet. I don't think I can I do sweet. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine that I had was good. But you only get. Yeah. You go to the place and only ask for green apple and caramel. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Really? Mm-hmm. What would you name yours? I want to try it now. I would name it Green Apple and Caramel, probably. <laughs> How about um, Sucker? Yes. Because it's what I sucker that you like. Your favorite candy. <laughs> Fun fact. Atomic had like a sour green apple and caramel energy drink there. And if you ordered it on Halloween, you got a free caramel apple sucker. Oh, with yeah. Uh-huh. Ryan, what would you personalize your uh, stinger? <laughs> I think... I would go blue raspberry, probably like, you know, red raspberry, and maybe grape. 
Like all three of those. Is that Buzzleberry right now? I mean, Buzzleberry has grape and blue rasp, but it's just those two. I hate grape. Really? I see. I like grape stuff. Me too. Me too. Um. And what would you name it, Ryan? I don't know. I think it's got to have something to do with berry, but berry blast. I don't know. Something basic like that. Beep. <laughs> what? How about berry bomb? Berry bomb? Sure. It's like the bee from the bee movie. Oh, jeez. Berry B. Benson. Yeah. Name it that. Yeah. Barry Benson. Anna, what would your drink be? Your personalized drink? I would do, I think, um, strawberry syrup and then some strawberry puree. So do like a strawberry and then call it uh, Very Berry because like Berry like my last name and then Berry because, you know. Very cute, Anna. I like that. Definitely put more thought into that. And right away, Anna wins the competition. (laughs) Yep. So... We're going to step away for a couple minutes. Uh, earlier this week, a.k.a. Thursday, I sat down with the new women's basketball coach, Zach XMA, just kind of talked to him about his coaching philosophy and what it's like being a new coach. So we'll be right back. Okay, so I am here with Coach Zach XMA, the women's basketball head coach. First off, Coach, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your coaching background, and where you've been before St. Ambrose? Um, sure. So I've uh, definitely bounced around a lot, um, as a lot of coaches have. Um, it basically started in college. Um, I wanted to finally get into coaching. It was actually the coach that I uh, modeled myself after who got me into coaching. So uh, at this point, I was in TV production and I thought I was going to be a movie director, which clearly I'm not. Um, but he continued to tell me like, hey, I think you would be a great coach. So when I finally decided to do so, I worked with the men's basketball team uh, at Delaware State um, while I was taking some classes in a minoring coach in the minoring field, my sports law professor told me that if I wanted to become a coach, I needed to get a master's, which is the first time I thought about grad school. So I ended up going to Miami of Ohio, worked with the men's team there, coached the high school boys basketball team there as an assistant. And then after graduation, I was working as a kind of success coach and I knew I wanted to break into officially coaching. So did over a hundred applications didn't get anything. Finally, I hit up my mentor. I said, hey, what do I need to do? He told me that, you know, he applied for 100 jobs before he finally got signed. And this is an associate head of a D1 program. So I was like, well, if you did 100 applications, I got to keep going. So a buddy of mine told me to try the women's side. So I applied on the women's side, did about 20 jobs, broke in as a volunteer assistant, worked my way up, then I coached Division Two, and then after that was when I finally became a head coach in Georgia before coming here. So what made you pick St. Ambrose to be the next head coach of? Uh, well, a couple of different reasons. One, uh, as I told you, you know, I bounced around a lot. So I went from Delaware to Ohio, Arkansas, Georgia. Because of that, I'm not able to see family as often as I would like to. And so a lot of my family is in Delaware. A lot of my family is in Florida. But my mom is in Chicago. Right. And so San Ambrose was obviously really close to that location. It's not something that comes around very often. Uh, I've heard about them before, so I've looked up some schools. I was actually at Cincinnati Christian, which shut down, similar to Cardinal Stretch and Trinity International. So I got to do some research, discovered St. Ambrose at that point. So I already kind of was familiar with them. And so upon seeing the opening, seeing the facilities, seeing the location, most importantly, being close to families, like this is 
like an opportunity I just couldn't pass up. So now just a little bit about kind of your coaching style. Uh, what can you tell us about the kind of style of offense and defense you like to run as a coach? Uh, that's a great question. So as far as uh, the defensive side of things, I'm more of more of a pack line style. So I like to pack things in. The philosophy I always tell you know the team is take away as many layups as possible, right? Law of averages says that you're only going to be able to shoot from the outside so much. So teams will you know still get their their points, but if we're taking away that interior as much as possible but they're still not going to be able to hit the average point system if they're only able to rely on the less efficient area of the shooting floor, which is the three-point shot. So more of a pack line style. Offensively, play more up-tempo, right? So the idea is get up the floor, try to get um, an easy opportunity as possible, and if it's not there, flow right into the offense, right? So we're not pulling it out, calling stuff, letting the defense get organized and you know fix their matchup scenarios. We want to just get the easiest shot opportunity, look for that. And then if things get stagnant, you know, maybe get into a play set to try to get going again. But it's a lot more free movement, get up and down the floor, trying to find an easy opportunity. So I know we're still only very early into the season and it is your first year here, but do you have any set goals that you want to accomplish either individually as a coach or just with the team in general? Uh, well, the thing that I always tell them is I just want them to improve every day. Right. And so obviously, you know, uh, with the team being relatively new, a lot of transfers, a lot of freshmen and even some of the returners, a lot of the returns I inherited are sophomores now. Right. So it's fairly young. So I just want them to focus on learning the system. right? get a little bit better. And once I feel a little bit more confident to where we are as far as a team and our ability to really run things, then start to set more of those goals and, th and things of that nature. Um, but like one of the teams I've studied over the years, Dakota State, right? They were just in the Final Four, played Clark in the Final Four. Well, years ago, people don't know, it's he only won four basketball games, right? But he slowly built it, right? And, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, so he laid it brick by brick, and now they're able to be where they are now. And so the big thing is I want us to just improve, not even focusing on winning. I tell them winning is an outcome. Right, but focus on the little things that we can do, being in the right spots defensively, communicating with your teammates, setting the right screens, making the right passes. Those are the things that we can do on a daily basis, and then we can set those bigger goals and aspirations later on down the road. So you guys are one game into the season. You played a very good Clark team last night. After the game, was there anything that you saw on the court that you really liked and then other things that were kind of like, all right, maybe a few tweaks could be? needed throughout the season because clark is very good yeah for sure some things that i definitely liked i loved how in the second half they really listened to what we talk about at halftime and you can see more patience um in the offense right so they were getting a little bit more accustomed to playing together right i kind of felt like in the first half our offense was stagnant and there were a lot of quick shots um that happened either, either in transition or even in the half set kind of you know one screen shot and that was kind of it uh, second half, we got a little bit more patient. Now, we're going to be undersized, right? Uh, and so because of that, it's really important that we do the little things. Boxing out is going to be really big for us so that we can secure uh, the rebound and give teams a one-shot opportunity as opposed to, you know, having a solid defensive possession, the team shoots, gets an offensive rebound, and now we got to defend again, right? So rebounding and boxing out is definitely an area that I look at improvement. But as long as we stay in that trend the second half where we're more patient and we're working together, I think the team has a lot of potential. And then final question for you. 
as a coach that's you know newer to the Iowa area, obviously yeah. you were in Ohio, like you said uh, earlier. When it comes to recruiting, you know, as a coach, when you're new to an area, how do you know like what areas that you want to focus on recruiting, or are you still pretty on a broad spectrum right now? Uh, well, I definitely like to go area specific, uh, mainly because one of the things that I've done over the years, again, I'm used to bouncing from place to place, right? And so one of the things that I've done done over the years is I like to connect with the local families, right? Because, you know, they only get to play basketball for four years. And so for the families and the parents and the cousins, aunts and uncles, they want to be a part of that experience as much as possible. Can't necessarily do that when their kids across the country. There's only so many games you're going to be able to catch. And so one of the things that I like to do is research the schools in that state, right? And then the schools in the surrounding states, see who's being successful, right? Reach out to that coach, see what kids they have. And a uh, big reason for that is one, now I'm in the local area recruiting, but two, I'm getting um, student athletes from programs that are already successful. And now when they come in, they have that type of mindset, which is really important, right? So their parents are able to be a part of the experience. They bring that winning mindset with them so when I talk about certain things like pushing to the next level or trying to be one of the top two teams to qualify, they know exactly what I'm talking about because that's what they've been doing for the past four years at their high school. And so um, the local kids are really important because of the parents aspect. As long as they're bought in and I'm getting those successful ones, I'm still able to build a successful program without grabbing kids all from like Nevada or Cali and something. And then, you know, the local talent around here would go then to my conference, and now I'm facing kids that I, I should have been recruiting or could have been recruiting. And so definitely like doing the local talent. I just got to do the research and stuff beforehand. That's what I was able to do in this case. Sure. Makes sense. All right, Coach. Well, that's all I have for you. Uh, anything else you want to add to the Beast fans listening in? No, well, I'm extremely excited. Uh, I know there were some that was definitely in our game last night. We got some other things uh, ahead in store, one of which is our raffle um, night. We've done a fundraiser. And we had a lot of donors. And so for the uh, Judson game on December 16th, we plan on having a raffle event during halftime. So I would love for them to come out, support the Queen Bees as much as possible. Their support does go a long way. And we're back. Thank you, Ryan, for that amazing, spectacular, wonderful interview that you had with the coach. I really appreciate listening to that, Ryan. I'm sure a lot of KLA listeners do, too. Now... We are going to go and lift all of our energies up with the following segment. We're going to talk about just kind of how our week has gone, mainly focus on the positives. If you want to throw a negative or two in there, you can. Uh, we're going to start with, I don't know, Anna, you can go first. Yeah, so I'll start with my negative first. Um, I th This week on Wednesday, I had a microbiology exam, and so I was studying all like Monday, Tuesday, so it really wasn't festive for Halloween, not much, because I was in the library studying all night, but um, some of the positives for my week were on Tuesday, the soccer team got together at our coach's house, and we had a pumpkin carving contest, um, so that was really, really fun. There were a lot of great pumpkins. My group ended up painting our pumpkin, so we ended up getting last place, because he said we didn't carve it, but um, we painted our pumpkin like a cow. So it had like a little pink bow and it was it was just really cute and it was really fun to like be with my teammates like not on the soccer field. Um, this week I've also been back to working at the hospital so that's been really enjoyable and I've been seeing my coworkers around so which has been really really nice. 
Um, and then I'm just planning for a really relaxing weekend, and so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I hope to just have no homework. I hope to finish all my homework tonight and then give myself the weekend to, I don't know, enjoy the weather, read a book, yeah, spend time with friends. You were talking about reading books last week, too, in your exam. I'm glad it went well for you, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your hard work paid off. Exactly. Now I can relax. Yeah. Low key. And Low key. That kind of happened in my life, too. So I was just studying so much, writing essays, this and that, right? And it ended up paying off you know like I did well on the essays that I turned in and so that's a positive you know it's like my hard work yeah it's like depleting my energy but I mean at least I'm getting the rewards you know how about you Abby what's good in your life um I would say maybe I mean I'll start with a negative but um maybe a negative would be like we're done with lacrosse practice this for fall I mean it kind of sucks because like it's fun you know but um, for a positive, um, I don't know. It was just kind of a normal week for me. Um, I mean, I guess like I got more of like, we did like conditioning and everything. So like I brought my times up with that, which was really nice, like rewarding and everything like PRs and everything. Um, so that was cool, but yeah, it was just kind of a, a normal week for me. Not bad. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, for me, I guess I'll start with the negatives. Um, it has been very stressful for me this week. Uh, just a lot of homework. Um, you know, we, we've we got three different broadcasts and three different sports going on in four days. So I'm just, like, constantly sending emails, trying to, you know, figure everything out, get everything lined up. Um, basketball went well broadcast-wise. At least I thought it did. Uh, the basketball team ended up losing by, like, 40, though, which was a bummer. The girls. Yeah. Um, we've got soccer tonight. Not, today's Friday when we record, so it's the quarterfinals of the conference tournament. They should win, plus they won the regular season conference, so they're already going to the national tournament, so it's kind of a, I don't want to say easier conference tournament for them, but, like, there's not as much riding on this conference tournament. And then we've got football tomorrow, which is actually going to be a good game. Uh, The team we're playing also has not won a game yet this year. And our wide receiver last week tied the school record for touchdown receptions. So it'll be cool if he makes school history. But, yeah, just, like, stressful. Um, It took me about 25 minutes to register for classes yesterday. Me too. Because the website, like completely crashed, crashed on awful. everybody that I knew. Yeah. So. Mine circled for 20 minutes. Yeah. And I ended up having to use the Ulysses Go app. Me too. And the same. it gave me an error message and said that I was already registered. So I ended up having to contact like a nursing professor and say like, can you double check? And I don't know how it did it, but my phone registered for me and not my computer. Yeah, See, my phone did the same. I tried using that app and that app completely crashed on me. Really? Yeah. I used that app so too. stressful. I didn't think I was going to get into any of my classes. No, like I was for sure I was going to be waitlisted for a lot of them because yeah. I had to wait 20 minutes before I could even attempt to register. I was um, so worried too because I was like, if I can't get into these only offered like spring classes now, I can't graduate early. Like yeah. literally like that throws off my entire plans. So fortunately, like it only took me like 10 minutes to register. I used the app too and... 
it was good. But I guess positives, you know, now that we're in November, we're almost at Thanksgiving break. Um, so, like, I, I don't know. I, I like being here, but at the same time, it's always nice to kind of have that break. Go home for a week, relax. Yeah. Not have a care in the world about what's going on. Um, got all my homework done for the week. So this weekend's going to be just a kind of chill out weekend, watch a lot of football. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like It's been a good week, but it's also been a stressful week. But Agreed. I feel like I've gotten everything lined up for all the sports now. So I should be set to go, hopefully. I, I know somehow a curveball is going to be thrown my way. We will see. I guess. Uh, outside of how our week has been, uh, we'll just talk weekend plans. You know, like I said, I've got football to both announce and watch. Uh, but do you guys have anything like fun going on this weekend, going home, anything like that? I work at the hospital tomorrow, which is Saturday, and then um, be the difference day, which is an event here on campus that is on. Sunday, and so the soccer team and I are going to do some volunteer work in the community, and I think we're raking leaves at some neighbor in the neighborhoods around campus, and so that'll be fun. Yeah, um, I'll be doing the same thing with the lacrosse team. Um, but also, too, um, I'm going tomorrow, I'm going out with some of my lacrosse teammates and then my boyfriend, and we're going to go to um, like this fall festival. And then Sunday, we uh, we have Be the Difference, and then... Yeah, so kind of a busy weekend for me. It's going to be busy for me, too. I'm just going to be doing a lot of homework for capstone and poli-sci classes. So that is going to do it for Episode 9 of From the Hive. A special thank you to Dave Baker, the general manager and our boss here at KALA. For Sierra Mari, Anna Vary, and Abby Varkalis, I am Ryan Schistel. Have a great rest of your day. And go bees. <laughs>